We're talking about we boxing always, already. We always get right into it. That's what he said. Yeah, that, I guess that would be the right way to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, well, maybe not all ages. This is episode 77, Wayne, and with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav, as per usual, looking good. Got the Weekend Trav attire, got the cigar in the mouth, got the soda stream water in front of him. You look good and comfortable and relaxed. What's going on, Weekend I got, Trav? I got, I got the new shirt. Um, I, I feel pretty relaxed, but also I feel relaxed yet super busy and like running around with my, like a chicken with my head cut off. That's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just like, bam, bam, bam. Something's been going on literally every minute of every hour for like the last like week. It feels so, like. So fun fact, because when you do actually just cut the head of a chicken off, it does run around because the nerve endings yep. are doing its thing. That's why they say what you have to do is grab the chicken by the neck and swing it around <laughs> in <laughs> order to neck. kill it yep. before you, you know, I learned that by watching The Office. Well, I'm from the country, yeah. so us country boys, yeah. we knew how to do all that because I'm from Missouri. So you're choking chickens a lot and mm. swinging around? But I only choke my chickens. Oh, boy. Here I we don't go. choke other people's chickens? No. Because I don't get down like that? No. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Weekend Trav. <laughs> we already, the rails are already, or the trains are already off the rails, but we are off the heels of the big heavyweight matchup with Tyson Fury and Dillian White. We also have this week in a couple of big time fights, one specifically at Madison square garden we'll get to that in a few moments but we did want to break down this heavyweight matchup between tyson fury dillian white that happened out there at wembley stadium in the uk before i do we thank you to our uh, we thank our subscribers our followers we appreciate all the feedback and support you all continue to give us it makes what we do here a bit easier and we enjoy doing this anyway spending time with one another but we also enjoy entertaining because this is more than just a podcast weekend drive. It's the entertainment business. This is the entertainment business. This is a show. This is an extravaganza. Welcome to the show. Welcome like, to the show. We're getting more and more views. We're getting ones of more followers. Wow. Yeah, we're <laughs> cranking on all cylinders. I think it's all because of our new studio. Huh? We all have the professional looking studio, the professional lights. We got the fact checker again. We got fact it's checker. I appreciate so, like, that. We're stepping up our game. Yeah. And we and I think that our subscribers and listeners appreciate it because they've been watching more. Yeah. That's actually genuinely. Yeah. The last two episodes we put out there, we've gotten more views than we've gotten in a long time. And that's great. But we also do need to consistently get feedback. What does everyone want to hear? What should we be covering? I like covering current events and what's going on in the boxing world because this is, according to Weekend Trav, the best month of boxing of the entire year of 2022. It is. I stick by it. And it's only April. But April, you're going to see that Weekend Trav is... Not wrong. By the end of this year, we're going to come back to this episode, episode 76. Actually, no, I did it in 70. I did 75, I think. Started I Started talking about 75, yeah. 75. So we're going to go back to week, week intro. We're going to go back to episode 75 when I said, I predict the month of April overall yeah. is going to be the most exciting month of boxing all year. There's going to be blockbuster fights throughout the year. I'm sure. not saying that. Sure. But I'm saying every weekend of the month of April has been awesome. So let's talk about this past weekend. One of those crown jewels of April was Tyson Fury and Dillian White 
heavyweight matchup. A lot going into this fight. Not a lot of buildup necessarily we can have, but just the name Tyson Fury yep. carries a lot of weight with it, obviously. And so... 70 pounds of weight. Yeah, there, yeah it's, it's a big boy, and he's a very entertaining guy. And I felt more entertained, actually, post-fight than anything else. Mm -hmm. But let's break down this fight really quickly. Everyone knows who watches boxing. Tyson Fury did win via... Uh, was it te technically a KO, or what, did they give it a TKO on that? I th uh, I think it was. It was standing. You know what? He, he, That's actually. He came up standing, so I think it, they uh, the ref jumped in at that point. So I think it'd be considered a TKO. Yeah. Actually, they wouldn't so put it down. Either way, that was sixth round. It goes down as a KO in the record yeah. still. One way or another, sixth round. Tyson Fury took down Dillian White. Some controversy with TKO. that. But we want to talk about overall what you saw in those rounds. We can Trev. I saw a very competitive fight for the first couple of rounds and mm -hmm. what i say about competitive is i thought the rounds were very close neither guy literally did much i think that the punch stats were even like one or two punch difference of landed punches in the first two rounds mm -hmm. uh but I, I didn't expect to be any different though because tyson fury is not a super active fighter it's a heavyweight division they always kind of start out kind of slow anyway sure and tyson fury is a methodical guy he's got a high ring iq so i knew that whatever he was going to do he does more things like, uh, it's it's the famous thing that Floyd Mayweather says. He goes, I'm playing chess and they're playing checkers. Mm -hmm. That's Tyson Fury. He's a smart, intelligent guy. He's methodical. He knows what he's doing. He puts together game plans and he executes them brilliantly. So even the first two rounds were competitive. I wasn't too worried. But Dillian White was constantly coming forward, though. The dude, even when he was getting clocked, he was coming forward. I watched it, and in the back of my mind, way in the back, I was like, Dillian White could possibly catch Tyson Fury. He's he's been proven that he could be knocked down. And Dillian White can punch. He can. Yeah. He can punch. He's a big puncher. So halfway through that fight, after the second round, I was like, please don't let this be the time that happens. Because I didn't want Tyson Fury to lose. I just didn't. But I was just like, don't let a guy like Dillian White beat Tyson Fury. Because Dillian White was like landing some block, like big punches. Like he was getting caught and he was throwing. He missed a couple big punches. But I was sure. like, if one of those connected, it could be night-night. But if there's one thing we know from Tyson Fury, he can take and punishment and punches. Deont Deontay Waters put him on the canvas. Uh, so so we know that he can recover from that. So I don't think there was a lot of, at least from when I was watching, not a lot of fear from that standpoint. But yeah. you just never know. It's you never know. division. That's right. You have two guys that are well over 200 pounds. I think Dylan White was like 230, 240 or something crazy. Uh, Tyson Fury is like 260. Like anything can happen. Sure. Like people used to think that Tyson Fury was pillow fisted, they called it. I'm like, listen, you're 270 pounds. 200. He was 270 in some of his fights. That's why I said 270. But a guy that big that knows how to punch, I promise you, no he's pillow. not pillow fisted. That's not a pillow. This is a guy sitting on his couch with a big fat 40 and some potato chips saying yeah. that he's pillow fisted, by the way. Yeah. This is not any real boxing knowledgeable guy. Tyson Fury is not pillow fisted, People but he also. 40 still? No, but th back in the day, they probably mm. did. So I was kind of referencing. That's the, a good mix of things potato chips and 40s. <laughs> Got it. Okay, keep going. You ever, do you ever remember in college, they had it was something called Edward 40 Hands? No, they duct taped forties. So, well, yeah, I get I get the premise that you, that's that's the event. Yeah. you duct tape forties, but here in Florida, they they don't sell. I don't even back in when I was in college, they didn't sell forties. They, mm. they did thirty twos for whatever yeah, reason. That's weird. Yeah, like malt liquor is just like a glorified beer. It just tastes like gross beer. So they sold forties back in Missouri. Yeah, they sold deuce. They call yeah. them deuce deuces as well. Twenty two ounces nice. and forties. Nice. Deuce deuce. But yeah, I never did it actually. To be honest, I really didn't. It's yeah. not that I didn't want to. What I was just... your favorite uh, malt liquor? What was your favorite forty? Was it Schlitz? Hams. 
She wants to hams. Kidding. I'm old kidding. English. I'm kidding. You know what? I did actually drink though. I like old English. Paps Blue Ribbon. I love PBR. Bro, they had a quarter yeah, yeah. beer night yeah. at this local bar. Yeah. A quarter. You know what? I was drunk and under two dollars. Let's let's be honest, folks. If you're listening, I know this is the number one rated bourbon beards and boxing podcasts shot in orlando florida specifically laureate park specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of a boxing gym shot on a sunday or monday but today is tuesday in the world i know that's this is the number one it is in the world but we're talking some beer i like me some pbr i like some paps blue ribbon i here's the deal too i could i'll tell you this right now i can almost drink any beer if it's ice cold yeah, I can handle at least, at one, least one of almost yeah, any beer. One, at least I can do it. Because when in co- ice cold, I can do it. In college, you started getting like the natty ice. Yep. You got the the uh, Milwaukee's best Ugh. first the bitter beer. Beer face. I ever Ugh. drank in my entire life was Milwaukee's best. Ugh. You got the you got and I got the really sick. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I'm the a frat guy. Okay, so we had a lot of cheap. See, I was beer. not a frat guy. Oh, that's a small. School. But I went. To, I did go to a lot of frat parties. So S- small school, so everyone was kind of in a frat. But it was, we drank some real ass juice, okay? We digress a lot. So back to the boxing. Yes. Back to Tyson Fury. He dominated the fight. Mm-hmm. I predicted it would be a ninth-round knockout. I, for, I said ninth-round knockout or stoppage. I for sure knew he was winning. I for sure knew this wasn't going the distance either. That's why mm-hmm. I – usually if you hear me talk, usually I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be a knockout. I don't predict that too often. But I was off by three rounds. Uh, but there's a lot of controversy swirling. And I wouldn't have been upset if they of would have let Dillian White of fight like two not. or three more rounds. You might have gotten to the ninth, got a little payout. I bet on the ninth round. Yeah, I had some good buddies, your friends as well, yeah. Lewis. They bet on the sixth round. You got it. Good job. Well, but- I'll give I'll give uh, Papa Brian Price a little love because I was asking him what are what's the chances Dillian White could could win this thing? He's like zero. He's like, but if he was going to win it. I'm thinking the fight's over in the sixth round. Well, he, he was got right. the wrong guy. He was right. The fight was over in the sixth round. It's the wrong guy. <laughs> Papa Price, wrong guy, brother. Yeah. So for me, that's how I hedge myself. I, I took Tyson Fury, but I also put a little money on the sixth for Dillian White, just out of respect. Obviously, that didn't pay out. But ultimately, I was entertained, and I lost like twelve bucks. Big I really should have bet on the over under because the over under was like nine and a half rounds or uh, something. Yeah, yeah. That's why I chose the ninth because I knew I did. The over unders are usually pretty correct. Yeah. So I knew. I, I was like, no way this goes over 10. So I'm predicting that's why I chose the ninth round because I thought the over-under is usually pretty close to being Folks, right. Folks, we don't advocate. We're not going to advocate gambling. That's all really up to you and your entertainment value. I, I view it as entertainment, uh, and I'm willing to spend money on entertainment. So that's the way I view gambling on sports. Uh, it's the but price there of were, admission. Yes. There were some it's pretty lucrative prop bets on a lot of these fights. So I, you know, take a look at some of that stuff, folks. Not just who's going to win, but some of the props us per round, how it's going to happen, the over-under on the rounds. It's very interesting, very enticing. Listen, I'm not trying to convince people to gamble because, listen, that's up to your choice. Be responsible, whatever you do. Just like we don't advocate for drinking. Be responsible, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you right now that you're a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Boxing and numbers is not much different than the stock market. You can mm. choose and pick certain things by what I, round has Tyson Fury knocked people out in the past, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff that can go into that. And you could be as generic as, will Tyson Fury win or lose? And you can make money. Yes, yes. I, I think with, I'm not saying put your retirement in no, those things. No, 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 I'm no. saying the numbers part of it, like the graphs. Le- investment selection, like it's, it, I've always kind of tongue- It's not an investment. I've always tongue-in-cheek said what I do, like the investment planning situation and picking and choosing investments, tongue-in-cheek, this is kind of satire. 
it's educated gambling, right? Because there's a lot of factors that go into play, and, 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 and your, your strategy could be long-term. So a boxing match is not – that time factor isn't in there, right? So it's just a different world. But, yes, you're slightly I would say it's correct. equivalent to day traders. Okay, that's a They're closer. In and out. That's a closer. That's what I would say is yeah. equivalent. There's that's more playing the risk. Stock there's more risk in, vol- in a volatile nature to gambling on sporting events, especially boxing, especially when there's a puncher's chance in everything. Like football, it's a little easier to maintain. But you and I don't really have a good track record in football. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> sure things. Okay. Tyson Fury yes. was a massive favorite. So it means even if you'd have bet him just to win, you wouldn't have won yeah. much. No, you wouldn't have won much well, if you just bet on a straight up. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it was not much at all. No. Like at all, because he was a massive favorite. Yeah. But the point is, Tyson Fury looked phenomenal. Yep. He looked like Tyson Fury. Um, he, in my opinion, people are going to roast me and I don't really care, but I've said this on my social media. In my opinion, Tyson Fury will go down if he never fights again, he claimed he retired, as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Sure. One of. One I of didn't them. say he's the. One of them. Based on simple factors like he's six foot nine 270 pounds you guys cannot tell me in your unemotional way that a five foot ten 212 pound mike tyson could beat tyson fury he would have i had this conversation with somebody about that and mike tyson in both of their primes mike tyson would have opportunities but they would be they would be early in the fight the longer that fight went on, he would have a tougher and tougher time to try to get inside on Tyson Fury. He has to get inside. Tyson Fury is too lanky. And and what, what's been surprising, you mentioned earlier in talking about it, he has power behind that, which you usually don't see with someone that's so lanky. Yeah. Um, so, from if you know, we're doing hypotheticals here. In prime situations, if Mike Tyson could do just a quick in there, yeah, he could do it. But it's a heavyweight division. Anything's possible. Anything's possible, but it'll be very challenging. Very, because there's multiple reasons why I don't think he could get rid of him. Because one, Tyson Fury's got a chin. Even if Tyson got him down, who, who's to know that Tyson Fury won't get back up? His chin is rock hard. But also, a 5'10 guy reaching up to a 6'9 guy, your power diminishes as you have to jump and leave your oh, feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's why I think it would be crazy to think that Mike Tyson could have beat him. But also, look back at Mike Tyson's track record. Mike Tyson struggled with guys taller than him. Sure. The one guy that I, the one guy that, there's two guys actually, but the one guy that I think that would give Tyson Fury problems is a Lennox Lewis because he was 6'5, 6'6, a big guy, also demolished Mike Tyson because Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson Mm -hmm. couldn't handle the height, the jab, the guys who stayed on the outside and could punch. So Mike Tyson couldn't handle those guys. Granted, Mike Tyson probably wasn't in his prime of primes when he fought Lennox Lewis. However, in my opinion, I still think Lennox Lewis would have beat Mike Tyson in his prime or not. Because Lennox, one, Lennox doesn't have a chin. Lennox proved that he could be knocked out. He could. But Tyson just couldn't get to him because Lennox was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, has a phenomenal jab, has a phenomenal ring presence, and moves around the ring. Tyson Fury, same thing. Which brings me back to my point is, the only people that I think would give Tyson Fury problems in the past would be 
uh, Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. because of his height, because of his boxing ability, mm-hmm. he could give him problems. Mm-hmm. Also, Klitschko, the mm-hmm. Klitschkos, even though he beat Vladimir, I think Vitaly would have gave Fury a lot of problems because of their height and mm-hmm. their size. They were 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six as well. So those are the only two guys. If you go all the way back to like the Muhammad Ali days, Muhammad Ali was like 6'1", 6'2". I think they said he was 6'2", but I don't think he was. 212 pounds. Exactly. 6'9", yeah. 270. You just don't they, you just don't make them the same it's anymore. It's not a fair it's yeah. a, it's an unfair advantage. In today's day and age, a Muhammad Ali, a Mike Tyson, they wouldn't fight in heavyweight class. They would cut weight they down. They would be able to. Yeah. They'd be they'd probably be cruisers. Cruisers, yeah. Think about even I I went all the way back Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier was 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. Same thing. I think Tyson Fury knocks him out. I I think Tyson Fury knocks out Mike Tyson by the way under 6 rounds. That's my bold prediction. We'll never see it happen, obviously, but I genuinely think that he would knock out Mike Tyson inside six rounds. I also, Rocky Mastrano, people are like, oh, Rocky Mastrano would kill. I go, Rocky Mastrano was probably like 190 pounds. It's a different world. It's a way different it's world. It's different. Sports I'm science not is speaking different. Yeah, people on, are built different now. And, and listen, I think Rocky Mastrano, probably the greatest of his era, obviously, too, 49 and 0. You can't dispute that, probably. Muhammad Ali, probably the greatest of his era. You can't dispute that. George Foreman was in that era. Joe Frazier was in that era. Ken Norton. We had a ton of, that was the golden era of heavyweights, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you right now, if Tyson, or not Tyson Fury, not my, Tyson Fury was in the era of Ali, Foreman, and Frazier, he no cleans that him. division. He would clean it up. He yeah. cleans that division. And I, don't get emotional about it, people, no, because they would if you're drop unemotional. Weight. How does they, he win? They How would they drop. Win? They would drop weight. That's too big of a difference. It really is, and he's too skilled for being that large. That's the that's point. the surprising thing about him. That's what I think. Pete catches he moves like off Ali. He's so smooth for just looking like a lumbering guy. He's very smooth and he's elusive. Dad bought on a hundred. That's why I'm working on my dad bod. That's why I get this dad bod now, Fury's man. Dad bought on a hundred. That's why I've gained the weight because I just want to look like Tyson Fury. I mean, listen, and like I said, this is no disrespect to any other heavyweights because I still consider Muhammad Ali one of the greatest heavyweights sure. of all time. I do. But, but it's error you versus cannot, error, though. You can't yeah, do it. You, can, you can't. And that's why I hate, I do really hate it, even though I just did it. I hate the comparison to the olden days because multiple reasons. Sports medicine and sports science has changed exponentially. Yeah. That's why golfers nowadays, too, I don't think it's fair to compare them to the old guys because the technology of, they used woods. There's a reason why it was called a three wood. Yeah. In my bag right now, I have a three wood. It's not wood. Mm-mm. It's titanium. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was wood back in the day. Sure, sure. So sports medicine, sports science, all of that has changed so much that it's impossible to compare. But if you're in your right mind and you can tell me that a six foot nine, 270 pound man who can punch like an Ali yeah. or a foreman could box like a Floyd Mayweather could move with his footwork like a Muhammad Ali. He's got all of those, and he's super intelligent. You cannot tell me in your right mind that you genuinely think that those guys would unequivocally beat him. Uh-uh. It's the heavyweight division, so I'm not going to rule out the fact that, like you said, one punch can change a fight. It could, yeah. but Tyson Fury's proven that one punch can't he can change eat a fight. A lot. Yeah, you would have to have somebody like a multiple, like punches. an Ivan Drago or a Clubber Lang yeah. going in yes, there. Yes, maybe. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyways, so aftermath of the fight. Your thoughts, just in general. Let's let's close it up because we want to move on yeah. to another big fight this weekend. So let's just finish up the uh, Tyson Fury uh, conversation here, dude. Listen, Tyson Fury. There's two people that I've become huge fans of over the last two to three years. It is Tyson Fury and Canelo Alvarez. Oh. I've always been a fan oh, of B-Money, okay, so okay. you can't say that. I've always okay. been a fan of B-Money, so that's that's beside the point. Oh, gotcha. But those two guys, and the reason Tyson Fury is, after the fight, 
He was even more entertaining than in the fight. That's what, yeah. This guy, watch the tape, guys. He got down into his underwear. And he was doing, he was doing interviews. He was singing. We're talking about Wembley Stadium sold out 94,000 people. After the fight, this guy's in his underwear, in his dad bod. He does not have the most attractive body. Here's what I'm not a fan of with that. I don't need to, I don't want his trainer to get down to the skivvies as well. And, and his trainer took the shirt off. He didn't get into his underwear though, I don't think. It's Sugar, uh, what's his name? Sugar it's, Hill yeah. from Kronk, which is a relative of uh, Emmanuel Stewart, who is a Hall of Fame commentator, Hall of Fame Listen, trainer, Hall of Fame everything. It's bad enough we can travel and I have to get ready in the morning. I have to see myself shirtless <laughs> in the mirror, let alone Tyson Fury and, Tyson and his Fury's trainer. Harry dad bod, like, like he's, he owns it, man. I, I think you just kind of expect somebody that, that kind of, Big and, and just that's just kind of what you're gonna get, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because right? well, if because if, if he's diesel and stuff, he's gonna be over 300 pounds. Prop, but you know what though? The Klitschko's, Vladimir Klitschko's, six foot six, 200 and whatever. Still, those inches. He looked phenomenal. From what I've been told, it's only three inches. From what I've been told, that extra three inches matters. <laughs> that's what she said. Mm. Mm, okay, that works. Teed that up. That works. I teed that up you high. I, I really teed that up. Appreciate it. Okay. You even gave me like a tip off, like. So so listen, uh, one minute. I'm going to give you one minute. I'm going to clock you here. One minute. I need it because I'll go over. But Is Tyson Fury retiring? That is a very good question. I think that of all people, when a guy says he's going to do something, I do believe them to an extent. But this is what I don't believe. is multiple times I asked him specifically in the ring, are you retiring? And I never once heard him say, Yes, I am retiring. I heard him say, what a way to go out. What a way to do... Like, so what I think is going to happen is, no, he's not going to retire. I think he'll have another fight. A boxing match, not a hybrid, because Nganu came in the ring. Did you also hear that interview? A little he, bit, yeah. He also asked about Nganu's coil, which he was talking about his penis. Hmm. That's it happened in the interview. I haven't, I haven't heard he looked it. at him, he goes, I bet you got a big coil on you or something like that. Is and it, he's like, what, what do you, what do you mean? And, and Tyson Fury pointed out this thing, and Nganu even goes... Is it supposed to be coiled? It got an answer for it. Is answer. it supposed to be coiled up I like a spring? I don't know what he meant by it. Is it supposed to? But he said it in a live interview. And I was like, even Nganu was like, that's like a, bro, that's like off limits. Like weird question. I feel like weird it's more question. like one, one of those, like when you open the can, it's the snake It was comes the out. weirdest thing ever that he said, though. It was so weird. I'm like, why would you say that? He was elated. Me? He had just won and he just made, what, 30 million bucks or whatever. I think it's like 31 plus. You got a $4.1 million bonus for winning. By the way, Not a bad we should day. talk about that. I want to talk about that. No, we've talked about boxing, the money discretion. But yeah. no, but boxing has never done the bonus for winning. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a $4.1 million bonus, whoever won. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome because boxing, when I always talk to people, they're always like, how much did you make for the five traps? Yeah. How much did you make to win? I was like, no, boxing's not like that. We're guaranteed yeah, set yeah, price. Yeah. So long story short, I do not think that's the last time we'll see Tyson Fury in a boxing ring. I do think he'll fight because if Anthony Joshua beats Usyk, if I said if mm. if he beats Usyk, he could. If he beats Usyk, there's no chance that Tyson Fury will not fight Anthony Joshua in England King for of the England. real big yes. fight. Okay, all right. So now, no, folks, he's not retiring. Now, folks, we're going to move on to this weekend, Madison Square Garden, big time card, big time uh, main event, which yeah. we've talked. A little bit here, sprinkling, but because April is such a massive month, we haven't had enough time to really talk about it. But I'm talking Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. That's the main event for this card going on at Madison Square Garden. Where, where can the folks watch this uh, weekend, Trav? This is DAZN. It's DAZN. It's not is Showtime. It's nope, DAZN. It's a DAZN card. DAZN. Yep. It's 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 a 
co-promoted, if I'm not mistaken, MVP as well as. Yep, you're correct. Uh, yep. So, and MVP is Jake Paul's promotion company. Very true. So Katie Taylor, Amanda Who's with Serrano. Eddie Hearn, which is Matchroom yep. Boxing, the yep. zone. That's going to be a big time fight, okay? That's going to put the other ladies on notice of this is how we do it, yep. right? It's the Montel Jordan fight. This is how we do it. That's pretty good. Good job. We can trap. That was well done. Yeah. Talk to me about this fight. It's been a long time coming for these ladies. They they once called you the songbird of our generation, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with them. Yeah. So this fight is, I believe, this is correct, but fact checker can get me. But I believe this is the first ever headlined women's fight at Madison Square Garden in the history of Madison Square Garden. Good luck looking that up. But I'm almost 99.9%. I'm going to say that because I've, I've, I've the antibacterial say 99.9, but they never say 100%. So I'm going to yeah. go 99.9 because I'm yeah. not sure that it's the first main event women's fight ever yeah. at Madison Square Garden. That's amazing. It's pretty, yeah. People cannot tell us that women's boxing and the promoters have not tried their best yeah. to put them front and center because i'll tell you what there's other fights on that card that are male fights that could be main events and they're not amanda serrano katie taylor men should take notes on this fight because these two are the best at that weight division bar none and katie taylor's still early in her career amanda serrano is closer to retiring than she she said like what 42 something fights and she's closer to retiring than she is to starting like katie taylor katie taylor's young Hungry champion. Katie Taylor can afford to lose here and be okay. Right. Serrano, not really. You don't rebuild after this. Right. You're, you're pretty much, you might walk off in the sunset as a millionaire because Jake Paul made her a millionaire. Made it as happen. she said multiple times, Jake Paul des- deserves a lot of credit. MVP promotions yeah. and Jake Paul literally has been advocating for, for Amanda Serrano for multiple fights and has set up this, mag- this is the biggest fight, I think, honestly, in women's history. This is what I love is that, Typically, I'm I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that likes the bad blood fight, right? Mm-hmm. I like I like there to be drama leading up to it. This fight, you don't need it, and there's no drama. This is purely built on skill level, and what's been a long time coming for both these ladies. Uh, obviously, Katie Taylor is a little uh, younger in her career, but still, this is going to be a good one. If you watch these ladies' prior fights, if you watch their training regimen, what they're doing. I'm sorry. You got to be excited. This is a Dude. good fight. We've seen plenty of cupcake fights along the way, guys and girls included. Yep. This is no cupcake we can try. No, this, this is a legit fight. This takes the cake. Ooh, I like it. I'm looking right now, by the way. Fact checker, let me know about this. Dietrich, let me know that Katie Taylor was 175 and 12 as an amateur. She's Pretty good. 20 and 0 as a pro. Pretty good. I was a. This is funny. I gotta get. This. I was 156 and 13 as an amateur, and I thought that was great. She killed that. Yeah. It, in the day and age when women's boxing is not that popular, for her to get that many amateur fights. That's a lot fights, of fights. Yeah. Just that many fights yeah. in general to have over 100 fights as a women's amateur is phenomenal. Katie Taylor throws bombs. This girl can punch. And I'm not saying just one punch. So does Serrano. Serrano as well. This is going to be a solid, solid matchup between the two. It's hard to even call what's what. I mean, it's. I just think I'm. I'm just excited to see how it just goes down in the ring, right? And hopefully, it's not tentative between the two of them. Hopefully, they just want to get into their game plan early. Uh, but I think the folks watching this at home or live at Madison Square Garden should be pretty excited. It's a big uh, 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 moment. 
necessary for for women's boxing in general. Yeah. But yeah. overall, it's going to be a good fight. That's what you want. You know what? And, and I'm glad you said it like that too because, listen, yes, I hate the identity that we pull with women, men, race, all that blocker. I hate that. This is actually going to be a great yeah. boxing match. No pronouns here, They just here, happen folks. to be women, yeah. but this is a phenomenal boxing match. I, I hate the how we separate things by sex and race. This actually is a great boxing match. You know, I can't wait to see this boxing match. And you know who will be paying big attention to this fight? And she's mentioned it. She mentioned it after she won a couple weekends ago. Michaela Mayer. Yes. I'm sorry. Let's but, see it. But after watching the... the after this weekend's over, I don't think she's ready she's for either ready. of these. No, she's not. And you know what? I'm a big fan of uh, Michaela Mayer as well because she's got charisma. And she's pretty. She's got character. And she's kind of pretty. We're not going to lie. She's kind of pretty for sure. Yeah. But I... here it, it, This is funny. The reason why most people don't like women's boxing yeah. because you don't see as many knockouts, right? I'm just going to let you know that Amanda Serrano has a 68.18% knockout ratio. Yeah. Four, she's 42-1-1 one one with 30 knockouts. Yeah. Yeah. So Katie Taylor doesn't have as many knockouts as her. Not, not even close, actually. But I think you're going to see a barn burner of a fight. Katie Taylor is aggressive. I mean, she is a pit bull. So this is going to be... I don't it's think this, be great. Is, this isn't going to the distance. I don't. It's I want to think. It's makeable. Hmm. I keep saying that because that's off of Tropical Thunder when they make up a game at the very end and they try to get everybody excited about it mm-hmm. and they just call it something like mega. You say mega anything, yeah. and people get excited. Yeah, this is a mega fight. Everybody's like, oh wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. If you say, oh, this is a fight, you say mega fight, they're excited. I'm, I'm well. I am excited. I'm excited for this, irregardless of your your uh, colloquialisms. I got dizzy. That was so big. I'm already dizzy. <laughs> um, so, weekend trap. Huge fight. We're, I don't think we're going to do prediction here yet. I'll do. But, I'll do. A, I'll do a single prediction. Video but I think this. we need to do the single video. Maybe a short on YouTube. A short. A short that's video. Not, that's not what she said. But we'll do a short. No, I hope it's not what she said. But so, <laughs> I mean, you know, it just depends on your audience, right? Listen, this is a great fight, man. I know yeah. you keep hammering yeah. that. And it's fair. And I think everybody, honestly, if you've been watching our show, what what episode is this, 77? 77. If you've been watching us, the previous 76 episodes, you will see that we have not been very, um, we've not really highlighted women's sports. Um, wait, but wait, but I'm going to, but let me, okay. let me finish it. Okay. Okay. We have not been really big fans of it because it really hasn't been that we haven't seen that type of blockbuster fight put together. So I hope what I'm trying to say is I hope everybody realizes that when we see something that deserves the attention, we are more than happy to give it. And this is one of the fights that deserves the attention. Here's what I'll say as a historian of, of the chronicles of our episodes. <laughs> Excuse me. We have been an advocate of women's combat sports. Okay. Okay. When the matchups make sense and it's exciting, we think it's great overall for the sport of boxing or MMA, whatever it might be, that we advocate the best matchup. Now, one of us at this table has been extremely critical about other women's sports. Notice I held I the I, I held the, names. I held the rabbit ears. <coughs> be money for <coughs> for women's sports. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, be money is doing air quotes. On the word sports. On the word sports. Because women's is a women. Real, women is a real word, but when you tie the two together, there's some questionable areas. 
But combat sports is a lot different. Tennis, a lot different. And solo sports, a lot different. Women's yeah, actually, individual actually sports. women's soccer is actually very entertaining as well. It's a very competitive. But like WNBA and all this stuff, come on. Yeah, B-Money has openly talked about that. I mean, it literally takes for someone to get excited about swimming to have a man in there. I mean, I, can I, I, I want to mention a tweet just because you brought that up, that <laughs> – this this is something that should not be debatable. Okay, this is something that I don't know. People I have an issue need to about. understand that I. I'll let you finish, but people don't have to understand the satirical nature of the things I say. Okay, you we're, do understand that I'm not. <laughs> I'm joking a lot, right? We're Babylon B esque. Yeah, esque. Esque. Okay. Esque. Just not because as many, that guy's phenomenal. Not as we're many not followers. them. We're not. Not even close. Yeah. But I just I wanted to. I retweeted this. Yep. This tweet. It said. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Mm-hmm. Billy Mass. Never in my life did I think that that would ever be an issue. Here's what's pathetic, Weekend Trav, is that they couldn't put that in a movie nowadays. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Because <laughs> boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. I was taught if, that in biology. If you think you're a girl. If you don't agree with the, if the reference of the noun, boy or girl, blah, blah, blah. What kind of world do we live in? Crazy. It's, Anyways, it's... let's go back to the women's matchup this weekend. Big time fight. We're excited about it. I think everyone should really uh, tune in to that pay-per-view. There's other stuff on that card. Uh-huh. Let's get to that. I'm, I'm going to give you here a minute or two to talk about uh, it's Vargas is on that card, yes. correct? Yes, and you know what? I actually want to let the listeners know that I actually appreciate when B-Money puts me on a timer because if you've been watching, I could talk about boxing all freaking day. So I need B-Money, just a like producer, I, to be put on a timer. Just like I could talk I about limits. I could talk about the WNBA all day long, weekend draft. And women's swimming. I know you could. But I don't want someone to come to the studio here and throw paint on the door and, and or you know pick it have the signs Let's, up our address is not published right if i have all these WNBA play and wmba players out here picketing saying women don't belong in the kitchen stuff like that i can't handle that i couldn't either i would, I would have to you know what that ever happened though i would walk outside and i would record it and put it on our instagram page but which, by love, the way is weighing in which i was on instagram yeah. look us up follow us give us a subscribe okay listen they don't belong in the kitchen sometimes it's helpful I mean, it's helpful. I didn't say belongs, but it's helpful. You said they don't belong, so that's you no. Know, but being it's fair. helpful that, that, to have a woman's touch in there. I agree, but you know what? If my wife and Irina and, was on and, here and cleaning and doing laundry, Irina would actually tell you that folding laundry. My place is not in the kitchen, and hers is open. She's a great chef. I'm not kidding. Like I l- listen, friends, come over here. I'm not joking you right now. I literally Madison Keys, yep. one of our good friends. Yep. Comes to our house, helps us like organize stuff. I literally, Irina wouldn't answer her phone. I couldn't find this little stupid tool in our kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And Irina wouldn't reply. I'm like, I need it now. I text Maddie. I go, Maddie, yeah. do you know where yeah. this is at? Junk and drawer. She, and she did. She was like, it's the second drawer to the yeah. right of the stove, Travis. That's where it's at. Because I know my place in our house. Yeah. My place is not the kitchen. And I promise you, I'm okay admitting that. And Irina is 100% okay with telling Travis, get out of the kitchen. I will serve you. I will take care of the food, all that. And I'm okay with that because I don't know my way around the kitchen. And she does. And a lot of people be like, oh, my God. The feminists would be like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. But you know what? Listen, we know our place in our relationships. 
We do. That's important. And I own that role, and I don't care. That's great. It makes her happy. Listen, it makes me happy. Some dudes, some dudes need to be the cake boy, and they need to be the ones baking, and sometimes they don't need to be. Agreed. Cake Boy, that's a reference to Clueless, uh, Alicia Silverstone, that's a movie. I know that movie, okay? Yeah. As if. As if. So, <laughs> I don't think he's going to like this, but segue, Jesse Vargas. Let's talk about that. One Let's minute. Do it. Yes. Talk to me about this fight here, maybe a minute or two. Jesse Vargas is fighting Liam Smith. This, The reason why this fight deserves um, a lot of like uh, talk about is because Jesse Vargas is running for Congress, but... He backed away from it for this fight yeah. because he wanted to give this 100% of his thing. But he's still going to run for in Nevada. Las yep. Vegas, Nevada is yep. where he's from. So it's a great fight because he's fighting Liam Smith. Who, Liam, so Liam good, Smith a is a really good yeah. fighter. And I'm looking at it right now. I believe Liam Smith fought. I, I don't want to say it and be way off. And I'm not way off. Good. It was what I thought. Liam Smith fought Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. All right. So this is a great fight. All right. So Liam Smith can fight. All right. Liam Smith is 30 fights, 30 wins. Three losses, one draw. It's a phenomenal fight, all right? Jesse Vargas is 29, three wins, two draws. Jesse Vargas has fought the best of the best. Jesse Vargas has fought Manny Pacquiao. Jesse Vargas has fought Adrian Broner. Je- I can't believe I just put Adrian Broner up there with the best of the best. I-, I apologize for that. But he's fought a lot of guys that people know. That's why I said it, okay? So Jesse Vargas, I am rooting for Jesse Vargas because, one, I fought Jesse Vargas in the pros. Mm -hmm. He is a phenomenal talent. Mm -hmm. He is a great guy. And he just so happens to be a conservative. Jesse Vargas, a Hispanic conservative. What? There's a lot of those. So I think... But I love this kid. He's phenomenal. As this term wears on, there's more and more people that will subscribe to a lot of conservative ideals. I just had this conversation last night, actually, with my my spouse. Mm -hmm. And... I hate, and, and I know you're with me on this, when everyone, like, ha- when it's basically like you have to be, you have to believe all these things to be considered conservative. You have to be cons- believe all these things to be a Democrat, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, there's certain things I believe, and there's certain things I believe centrist. I mean, and, and there's probably one or two things that I actually b- agree with the left. That's really the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be all or none on one yep. side, yep. but that's the way our world has become, and that's the way the media has forced us into these two different camps, and that's inaccurate. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, and this is, this is what we're doing. We're feeding off of each other. So for in this day and age, it's nice to see, uh, speaking as a Hispanic conservative, that's right. that has some blended ideals into maybe the left, maybe the center. It's nice to see someone else looking to run locally in Los in, in Nevada, that's fantastic. And especially coming from the, the professional sports field and boxing. That's yeah. kind of all the – it's checking off a lot of boxes for this show weekend, Trav. I like it. I like I, it. I mean, it, that's why – listen, we're, this, there's a whole big thing going on right now about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Everybody's like melting down. I've even seen so much to say that Elon Musk is white privilege. That's so why he's stupid. buying Twitter. He's I've like, seen that on The View. Like and South that crazy, Right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. I am for, and I've said this openly, and I still am for this, I am for people to literally, what, whatever happened, B-Money, to people disagreeing civilly. Um, Everybody's no. opinion deserves to be heard. I literally, people like, people private message me on Facebook all the time and tell me like, Travis, why do you talk to so many like liberal people? I'm like, because they deserve to be heard. I don't think they deserve to be silenced. Right. Do I agree with them? Absolutely not. Not everyone is 100% right. No, and I'm not either. 
Correct. You deserve to be heard. We're talking about, this is why America is so difficult and people don't realize it. We are 350 million people. That's what's on record. You know, there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people that are undocumented, which is true. We mm-hmm. know this, but we're a country, we're a melting pot. Mm-hmm. We're not all Americans here. We have so many people from all over the world sure. because of the whole American dream. So all of those people deserve to be heard. They do. All of us. Everybody does. But whatever happened to disagreeing with people and not hating them? I can disagree with I – I literally, believe it or not, I have a, a lot of liberal friends that I disagree with sure. politically. But guess what? I'm still friends with them. Like I don't hate them. Yeah. Like I think at the end of the day – Whatever happened to, we all want the same thing, but we all just have different ways of getting there. Correct. And that's where I think that Elon Musk supposedly bought Twitter. No, he bought Twitter, but supposedly he's buying it because he wants more open and free speech. So I'm a, I've, I've been a big Elon uh, Musk fan for a, a, quite a while now. But I was explaining him to somebody recently, and especially in light of the Twitter news and the acquisition going, uh, starting the process of going through – and I was, I, was, I was describing all the things he's involved in. And slowly but surely, I just realized I was describing, like, the origin story of an evil villain like Lex Luthor uh, from Superman comics. Listen, he this guy— He got some crazy views. He does. This guy is brilliant, brilliant. But let me, let me list out the companies that, that basically he is he's, uh, the head of. So, obviously, Twitter is—that's going to be the, the new billion one. billion dollars. So that covers the quickest version of global communications ever. Okay, so he's going to be in charge of that. Uh, his Starlink program, which is trying to connect the whole world globally on Wi-Fi, so he's in charge of that. The boring. Which, by the way, he donated to Ukraine, so they have Wi-Fi. Correct. There, by the way. So, but go ahead. But, but controls that. Yep. Uh, the boring company, which is drilling holes underneath cities and supposedly for subway purposes and what. So he got that. Okay. You have the Optimus Project, which is creating AI, artificial intelligent robots, He's a big fan actual of that. He's robots. Actually a big fan of that, yeah. Neuralink, which is implanting chips in head to help to help with neurological disorders yeah. and and fix things. Basically, creating cyborgs. It, it's very AI. Um, yeah. What else am I forgetting? Oh, SpaceX. He's he has the monopoly on sending junk into space and and, and categorizing and, and sending keeping, life to space and basically dominating from above. This guy is slowly. What's next? Real estate. He's gonna. He's gonna buy everything. It's kind of scary. He but I'm already, a big fan. Elon, I'm a big fan. He doesn't even have to own stuff. No. He goes to space, and who owns space? He's gonna put his flag down and yeah, already have. He already has. He's not gonna buy it. He already. He's he already gonna, had a Tesla floating around in space. So, exactly. So when I described all these business models, I'm like, oh man, this guy, and he's the most popular person on the planet now. Wow. I'm a big fan, of Elon. Keep me on the good side. I'm a big fan. So we have digressed a lot. We can trap. Yeah. We, but we, you know we, what? It was Jesse Vargas is fighting Liam Smith. Yes. And it's a great fight. Good fight. It's a great weekend. We have to throw in another fight that's happening that night as well. Shakir Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez, which, by the way, though, yeah. is a fight that probably should not take place on the same night as these fights because it's a phenomenal fight. April only has so many weekends. April 30th. This is also why you've noticed that I think that april is going to be the greatest month of boxing in 2022 so here's what we're going to do ladies and gentlemen as we get closer to the weekend we're going to throw out a prediction mm-hmm. video maybe a couple uh, uh with regard to these should, three I, big I feel fights like you should do a video too solely on your own oh really that's just, wanna, that's because he doesn't want to do Vince, it no I want, i'm gonna do one too i think we should do two i'm saying i'll do one you do one i think people have already figured out that b money has got predictions right 
But did they? He's not clueless. But he they, knows what he's talking but about. But did they figure out that I dubbed over Dillian White's name? I, I don't know. Do you guys want to know what was actually said in that one? I did say Dillian White later. I didn't even notice in my tens of hundreds of views. Nobody said a comment about no. that. Did they not so realize funny. that was not my voice? Hey, like, did you guys not realize that? It was the sweet, soulful, oh, buttery sound of me saying Dillian White. Anyways, that was pretty funny. I, I have to go every episode for a while now and say this because I haven't said it yet. It is April 26th, a Tuesday. And the Josh Taylor Catterall oh fight was not a robbery. It was not. Okay, sorry. No one even remembers who those they two guys are. But so... Unless you're in the UK. I mean, uh, some of them probably do. Some of them probably do. All right. So weekend trap. We're going to talk about that as, yes, as, as the week gets closer to Saturday. We'll throw out some prediction videos on Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, uh, on the on uh, Shakur Stevenson and Oscar, Oscar Valdez, Valdez, as well as... Um, that fight is on ESPN+. Plus, so if you want to tune into that, you can. Also, the Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano is on DAZN, mm -hmm. which is a great boxing network. If you mm -hmm. guys subscribe to that, I highly recommend it. They mm -hmm. have great fights. You have guys like... Uh, Anthony Joshua on there. Canelo is also, I believe, his next fight is Bavall. fighting Bavall on yep. DAZN. He signed a contract with DAZN, then he went freestyle, so now he can go wherever. But DAZN has been smart, and they've been picking a lot of his fights up. We'll take a look at the lines as well for some of these fights and, and maybe give a little thought on that. Uh, but we can travel. I'm going to tie this thing up because we were starting to run a little long, and, and I also don't want to uh, start getting too much politics. Um, I heard that you like to tie things up, but go ahead. Who did you, who'd you talk to? <laughs> who are you talking to? I, I clearly, that is my Babylon B satire. Right gotcha. There. So before I do, before I do, we are uh, fulfilling what we mentioned last week, which is we're starting to drink down some of these bottles that we've had. We're like three sitting there. We have a lot of quarter horse. I like quarter horse. I think you have a lot of the bottles because I've brought them to you. I do. They're, so, they're yours. Yeah. So this is quarter, just left here. quarter horse reserve. Uh, I enjoy it. And we have a rating on it somewhere uh, in one of the prior episodes. I enjoy that one. You are drinking what? So I'm drinking Woodford Reserve Kentucky Street Bourbon Whiskey mm. Distiller Select. But if you look, the bottle, I know if you're on Spotify, you it's can't see it. It's a baby bottle. This is a baby. This is a mini me. Yep. You want to know why? Because I have a quick story for that. I was flying home from Atlanta, Georgia. And I had the baby with you me. You should have told everyone you're getting coming home from Rome. Well, I was, but Rome doesn't have an airport, so yeah. But people think, oh wow, I was in Rome, Georgia. Georgia. But so we were flying home. My wife did commentating for ESPN, the ACC championships. Check her out. But flying home. Long story short, people are going to judge me, but don't because there's a long story. But I was in first class. My wife wasn't. Okay, it's a long story, but it was because I even know her this. network. It doesn't matter. Here's the story: is that she was not there and she couldn't get into first class at that point. So it wasn't my fault. It wasn't her fault. It's just bad timing. Regardless, why can't you switch? Seats? I end up. Yeah, they're pretty strict about that stuff. And Irina, oh. all she said was, "She goes, you take the baby." So I was like, "Oh, perfect! I'll take a f our five five month and a half baby, five month." And a half That's a pretty good trade-off, actually. So I did. I That's took her a the whole trip. All right, I took her the whole trip. That's this a good was the best trip of my life because I bonded with my little daughter. So this was the most time. That's literally started. a one-hour flight. Yeah, it was one hour home, but it was like an hour and twenty there, though. I don't know why headland mm. or something, but whatever. Anyway, long story short, on the way home, 
I was like, I'm, I'm in first class. Like, I'm going to get some bourbon. Like, why? I got nothing on the yeah. way there because I was so worried about the baby. I didn't want yeah. to upset. And she ended up being a champ. It was awesome. Yeah. But on the way home, I looked at the guy before we landed because, by the way, our flight was 1135. So it means at literally at noon, I was like, hey, I need some bourbon. Because you really well, – Who cares? Because usually before noon, a lot of people no. don't serve you. I've been on a 7.30 a.m. flight. I'm like, hey, what's the beer list? I need a beer. So that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Hell yeah. But regardless, I looked at the guy. I was like, hey, what kind of bourbon you got? He's like, we got Jack and Woodford Reserve. I go, I'll take Jack. And he goes, all right, do you want anything to drink with it? I go, no, I'll take some Jack. He goes, you don't want a mixture? I go, no. He goes, do you want a cup? I go, no. And he laughed because I had a five-month-old baby yeah. in my hands. Not, and he didn't you're realize not, you're that – nursing. Yeah, Who cares? He didn't realize that I, I didn't drink it on the plane. I brought it. For our podcast, sure. this is what I've been drinking is Woodford Reserve. He's put so two, that's why I got it. He's put two in the cup. Is that, there's yes. two of them. There's two. Yeah, by the way, yeah, there's two. There's, yeah. Oh, the other bottle's back here. Okay. There's so, been two. So that's what we're drinking. We're, we're wrapping this thing up, but I, I think there's a few of them to drink. Anyways. There is. Am I done? I mean, are you done? I've <laughs> never been asked that ever, okay, because it's pretty apparent. I have, I have no comment to that because I have a funny story about that and I don't need to talk about it publicly. Listen, I'm I'm very I'm very uh, open of my my personal shame. Uh, and I'm just kidding. This wouldn't be shame. This would be this is actually probably a bragging moment, but I'm not going to do well, it. Well, yeah, because you won the race. No, you were the first one to finish. No, it's opposite of that. But it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, let's we not talk about that, that. We right after we talk about, Right after you talk about holding your baby in first class. We're exactly. About, okay. I'm trying so, to, that trying means, to get back on ladies track. and gentlemen, this is the entertainment aspect of the show, but I'm stopping it. And this is the way I'm stopping it. All the fun, this is how it? I'm ruining the fun. That there is Weekend Traffic. That there is B Money, aka producer, aka the no fun men. Hmm. Okay. I've been called worse. But he's got great hair. Thanks. God bless.